You're listening to What If We Loved Podcast, a show about building up the church through love, sonship, and healing. Here are your hosts and founders of Love Inside Out Ministries, Bruce and Shay Mason. Welcome to episode 12 of the What If We Loved Podcast. It's Bruce here and Janie. And, and Shay. Shay. Hi. <laughs> Hi. We're so happy to be back and recording. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. It's been a great week. It's actually been really sunny here. It's been nice and warm, hasn't it? Oh, this weather's beautiful. We're so lucky to live in North Carolina. Yeah. I (laughs) I was up in Chicago last weekend and it was 30s and sort of half raining, half snowing. And I thought, oh, I'm definitely a Southerner now. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to say it, but I think North Carolina is underrated and that people might start moving here more. But People are already moving here here in droves right now. So, but it is a great place to live, isn't it? Secret is out. Yeah. Hmm. So we're going to talk today uh, as the third part of our series on shame, fear, and control. And um, there's a whole lot more that we could say about it than just a podcast will allow us, but Hmm. we're going to try our best. As we were praying before the podcast, um, it, was, it was really funny. God said when he showed you a picture, or basically said that, that even with this podcast. Don't control it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> don't, don't give in to the temptation of control. Right. So I've got a bunch of notes here, but come Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Spirit, lead us. Um, so we started, uh, if you all have been listening um, back a couple podcasts ago, really in the garden. Mm. with Adam and Eve and how they um, initially, after they were created, uh, the scripture says they had no shame. So they were free. They were in total intimacy with their father who created them. They had everything that they needed. Everything was perfect. Then the serpent comes, um, you know, Satan comes and tempts them. And then what happens? They eat of the fruit. All of a sudden, what do they recognize? Yeah. They're naked. They're ashamed. And they experience shame for the first time. And that shame then causes them to uh, hide from God when they hear him in the garden, walking in the garden. Something they've never done before. They they used to be with God in the garden. It was never anything that, you know, it was just what it was. But suddenly now something about him and really something about themselves, I think, really, mm-hmm. more accurately, that they sense something was wrong. And it's so good to reflect on, you know, our own lives and where have we entered into that place of shame and hiding from God and what has been the fruit of that. Which is not good fruit. No, it's never good fruit. Right. So they're hiding from God. Uh, in- Which you can't really do. Right. And at the same time in their hiding, they're also um, trying to control their situation and their surroundings. So they realize they're naked. They say, well, we've got a problem. So now we got to somehow fix it. And the first thing they do, of course, is to put on or to create some kind of clothing, some kind of covering to hide their nakedness or to hide their shame. I mean, they physically hide, but they're also trying to cover themselves and they pick fig leaves, which not a terribly good choice for clothing. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful how just a little bit later, um, 
God actually clothes them himself very compassionately. even And, and foreshadowing that he's going to give them an even greater covering later yeah, with yeah, the blood of Christ. It's beautiful. So they, they, in that moment, though, are demonstrating exactly what all human beings have done ever since. And that is to try to find ways to fix the problem that it, you know, that we see with ourselves to try to cover the things that we're ashamed of. Yeah. Our hurts, our wounds. I mean, there's the macro, you know, the, the shame that's passed through the generations from that moment in the garden, but then there's the everyday stuff that we experience in our lives that we can easily get ashamed about. And then, we are afraid of being exposed or of the thing ever happening again or whatever, you know, whatever our fear might be. And so then we step into this place of needing to control our lives or our particular circumstances so that we're not exposed or that thing doesn't happen again, as I just said. And there's a lot of ways that, you know, this can, can play out in our lives. It can look like a lot of different things. And, and I don't know, maybe we could just share from it yeah. just ways in our own lives that we've seen that control. Yeah, so many. Yeah. I, well, I was just asking God in the car. It's like, how do I show control? And as I was telling you, mm -hmm. I, was, I was telling God that he didn't need to give me something so big. I was like, that's too much, <laughs> too much honesty. <laughs> I would like a smaller answer to use. But he was showing me that I... Well, I think a lot of control stems from when we're scared that something's not going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And like something's like, I'm not going to be okay and I need to make sure I'm okay. I feel like fear can be a signal to us. We can either take it on ourselves or we can give it to God, mm. but control is when we take it on ourselves. Mm. And I think for me, when I take it on myself is when I, I, I think that I can pretty much badger for information. Mm -hmm. Like to me, when I feel scared that I'm not going to be okay, mm -hmm. I can get really set on getting more information. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's my way of controlling. Mm -hmm. But it's also, I can see it in myself with wanting to make sure I'm going to be okay by the situations I'm put in. So I can say, I'm not going to be in this situation. I'm going to address this before it happens. And some of that's not bad, but I think if you do it in substitute for going to God mm. and asking him what to mm -hmm. do, be like, oh, I'm scared that I'm not going to be okay, God. What what solution do you have for me? Like, that's the solution. But when you do it yourself and you say, I'm scared that I'm not going to be okay, I'm going to cut off this relationship. I'm going to not. Yeah, I'm um, choosing the I'm solution. I'm choosing the solution. You could try to control it by cutting yourself off from a person. If you go to God and you say, I'm not sure I'm going to be okay, God might tell you, oh, I actually need you to take some space from this person. So the result might be the same, but it's the way you go about it. If mm -hmm. you're deciding for yourself, this is how I'm going to make myself safe, and this is how I'm going to make sure that I'm okay, then that's control. If you go to God and you say, I'm feeling unsafe, what should I do? And he helps you, then that's surrender. And so it's mm -hmm. so hard to tell sometimes in ourselves, but... For me, God was showing me that sometimes I don't go to him and ask him. Sometimes I do, but sometimes I don't. And I just want to make sure I'm okay by getting answers or by 
badgering someone or mm-hmm. by doing something on my own. And yeah, so he was showing me the difference between the two. Mm. And I love mm, that good. idea of surrender because mm-hmm. for me, that's really been key as someone who, who struggled for many years with obsessive compulsive disorder, like mm-hmm. control was a real problem mm-hmm. for me. And it really did stem out of shame and fear. And, and it was hard for me for a while to pinpoint the shame, but I really see now that it was, it was an identity issue for me that when I became a mother and I left a career behind that I wasn't really, I put so much into my career that I felt like I didn't really know who I was anymore. And I needed to, to feel like what I was doing mattered. And of course it matters. Mothers mm-hmm. matter, yeah. but it was, it was an abrupt shift for me. And I wasn't firmly grounded in, in my true identity as, as a daughter of a heavenly father. And so I felt like I needed to be super mom. I needed to get everything right. Um, I needed to prove myself to cover this shame of, of really not feeling adequate. Mm. And then when I started to experience fear about my, my children and their safety, it became really, really ugly because I mean, for me, and this is sort of a, a strange way for obsessive compulsive disorder to manifest, but I became terrified of lead paint in our oh. home. We lived in a home that was built in the 1820s. I was struggling with postpartum depression. I was not getting enough sleep and I was, I was in a very vulnerable state. And I had a moment where fear just overcame me and I, I was, I was convinced that I was ruining my children, that their environment needed to be controlled. And so I started doing everything in my power to make sure that they were safe. And so fear was ruling us. And I was mopping the floor multiple times a day. I was wiping down the windows. I was doing all the things to make sure my children were safe. Like, oh, you can't go to that play date because I don't know that you'll be playing with safe toys or, I mean, it was, it was really bad and I knew that it wasn't healthy, but control had just taken over. Yeah. And, and then I felt shame about the fact that I was trying to control everything. So the the cycle (laughs) perpetuates itself and praise Jesus. He, He brought me out of that. And, you know, it took some time and a whole lot of heart healing. And and as I said, it was primarily an identity issue. He came into my identity and showed me that I was loved Mm. and perfect love casts out fear. So then when the fear goes, we don't have a need to control anymore. Yeah. And I went from being probably the most controlling mother of young children to being much more of a free range parent Mm. and, you know, not perfectly, but you know, none of us parent perfectly, but, (laughs) but I came into a place of freedom and, and then when I screw up, it's okay. I can take it to the Lord. And and I know that there's grace. Yeah. It's amazing that that was a significant identity issue for you or is rooted in that. And I think all, all of our, the whole shame, fear, control spiral or cycle really is rooted in 
identity, also orphanness, but that's a podcast for another day. But it can it can um, it can also be just little things as well. Um, I this is just kind of silly, really. But when I was in church when I was a kid, and I was singing a hymn, and my sister was sitting next to me, and she just sort of joked and made a comment that I sang and sounded like Kermit the Frog. Oh, sang. <laughs> didn't mean anything by it at all. But, I mean, it's kind of mean, even though well, she didn't. Well, it's not nice. <laughs> But she didn't mean it that way, of course. Um, but it, um, what it did though, is I felt ashamed. Well, yeah. Somehow it, it, and I don't know if it touched a deeper thing in me or, or what it was exactly. But I, from that moment, became afraid to let people hear me sing. So guess what? I didn't really do. Yeah. And that is sing, or at least I didn't sing in any kind of a loud way. I tried to keep my mouth shut. And again, that's kind of a silly thing, but it wasn't until my heart was healed and God started giving me assurance about my being loved and who I am and that my heart, that he, he loves my heart and actually he even loves my voice mm -hmm. that I began to feel free. I'm not, I'm not singing in, you know, the choir at the moment, but <laughs> it's, it's amazing how little in little ways, basically what we end up doing when we feel ashamed and are afraid is that we can make vows. Yeah. And that vow usually sounds like I will never or I will always, whatever it is. So so my vow was what I'm never going to sing or I'm never going to let anybody hear me sing. Your vow was, what would you say? I'm never going to let anything harm my children. Yeah. And, and you know, your vow in given what you said would be. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get hurt or I'm never going to. Right. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe I'm never allow gonna someone hurt. to hurt me. Maybe, yeah. And who's the subject of those statements? It's the I. Yeah. Right. So I am gonna do this or I'm not gonna do that. And so all of a sudden we put all this burden and pressure on our own shoulders. Mm -hmm. A burden and pressure that we were never designed by our Heavenly Father to carry. And we can spend so much of our lives in this control protective mode. And it's so exhausting. So I just want to come back to that idea of surrender. Because for me, that was absolutely key to stepping out of the fear and the control that really was holding me in bondage. And what God showed me was that, you know, I was fighting this fight and I was trying with my strength to, to really cling to him, to cling to the cross. And, you know, if we're going to cling to something, that's the right thing to be clinging to. But it was on my strength. I was trying to make my faith cause a breakthrough. And that was tiring, mm. really, really tiring to think that I could bring about my healing by just working harder to believe and to make my faith stronger. Because really, at the end of the day, it has to be God doing those things. Mm -hmm. But I still thought that I could yeah. bring about my breakthrough. You know, we try to be the good Christian and do the right things, but he just wants us to rest in him. And so he showed me that it was safe to let go, to stop 
clinging in a sense, you know, with this, this vice like grip to this is what I want, but to let go Mm -hmm. and just rest in his arms. And that's when the shift really happened. That's what allowed his love to pour in and the fear to really vanish. You know, it's not like I don't have moments of fear now or moments where I try to control things. I'm human. We're all human. But it's, it's so much better to live from a place of rest, just allowing yourself to experience his love. Yeah. And if you didn't believe that God was big enough, I think that would be impossible. If you didn't believe that resting in him was enough. Right. He could do, he could cover all of, yeah. you know, these things and you, then you would, could never rest and you could never, right. you'd always be, it's like, oh, I can't let him do it. I have to do it because right. he won't do it. It was a trust issue. It, was, yeah. it was for me for a long time. I thought if, if I completely surrender, what's that going to look like? Yeah. Will he Is actually he, cover me? Yeah. Will he cover me? Is he really good? will it end up looking like what I want it to look like? And you know what? No, it didn't end up. Life never ends up looking exactly how we want it to look, but it's better. Mm -hmm. That's what his redemption and transformation looks like, that he actually restores us and brings us into a better place. Yeah. It seems sort of appropriate that we're talking about this also today on Good Friday as we're recording this. You won't be listening to this on Good Friday, but for us, it's Good Friday right now. And when you think about um, Jesus himself, I mean, he he walked without shame. He walked without fear. And he very readily, moment by moment, day by day, gave up control. Mm-hmm. That he didn't, even though he experienced everything that we experience. I think in we were talking earlier about how when he was in the garden, of Gethsemane before he was arrested, that he was wrestling with the father mm-hmm. that in his flesh, he didn't really want to go and get crucified. I mean, who, who, who would, would want, want that? that? Right? <laughs> but he, because he knew that he was his father's son and that he was loved because he had no fear of his father's n- not loving him, like he, he had no fear that his father would abandon him, that his father would um, somehow not have the best for him, that, that he was able ultimately to say, not my will, but your will, to give up control, even to the point of allowing himself to be nailed to a cross. It's amazing. It is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But that's a, the perfect picture of what it means to live in freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A freedom that that a freedom that doesn't depend on the outcome or the consequence in the sense of so surrendering your life to God that you're saying to him, whatever it is that happens to me or needs to happen mm. is okay. Yeah. And I'm gonna let go. I trust you. I trust you so completely that you know best. Yeah. For people who experience wounding. And certainly we've had our own wounding in our lives as we've shared over these podcasts that letting go is so hard because that need to control it's really powerful 
you really feel, and it can get to obsessive compulsive as it was in your case, but this need that I cannot let go. I cannot let anybody see. I cannot let anybody know. I cannot get, I cannot let myself be in a position where I can't stop the circumstances or protect myself. Well, because our broken hearts have been led to believe right. the real life experiences mm-hmm. that we can't trust. Yeah. But the, the good news for us all, and this is really, really good news, is that we do actually have somebody who loves us. We have a God who, who deeply and personally adores every single one of his children. Mm-hmm. And we put our faith and trust in Jesus and in what he did for us on the cross we really become his children and God loves his children and he cares for his children. And Jesus gives us a sense of this in Matthew chapter six, when he says this pretty directly, therefore I tell you, do starting at verse 25, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, It's not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? Yeah. So even if we feel in ourselves that we can't reach that full trust, does it actually help us to worry anyway? That's right. Like, so what's the, what's the other option here? So even if <laughs> yeah, we're, exactly. I don't think any of us have reached that full trust, but it's not going to help us to do anything different. Right. Other than just to keep being like, okay, God, help me trust you. And I'll tell you that passage seemed like an impossibility for me for a long time. Yeah. I would read that and be like, how's that supposed to work? Yeah. And then I would, I would beat myself up for the fact that I didn't, understand how that was supposed to work but it was god's mercy and his love that that changed that and i had to experience that in my own heart i couldn't make it happen through forcing myself to believe certain things he had to just come in and and love me (laughs) it's part of that quality of eternal life that you Mm -hmm. mentioned in the last podcast yeah that being able to live in the freedom from fear and the need to control and without shame, that that's part of what it means to live in that glorious freedom of the sons and daughters of God. Yeah. And we, that's a theme we're going to hit over and over again on these podcasts. <laughs> that was like the garden before the fall. They just were yeah. in tune with God and that yeah. was all they needed to do. They just need to be in tune with God and they had no other burdens. Yeah. Just Perfect. Heaven. Yeah. Intimacy. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to not trust. Mm-hmm. That's our future. That's our destiny. And that can also be our present Yeah. as well. Even amidst all the swirl of everything that's going on in life right now. And all of us want to speak to you, the listener, a word of encouragement. And we're speaking this out of our own heart and what we've been through and what we're still dealing with you know, day to day that you look out at the world and it's hard not to feel like you have to not only worry and be afraid, but also somehow control your circumstances, you know, get, get that extra canned food, you know, Mm -hmm. do whatever you need to do. 
that I've been looking at a at a solar generator. You know, do I do I need that? I don't know if I need that or not. But it's that thing where the control. How can I? You know, what's smart? What's control? Anyway, tangent. Sorry, but the point is that we don't need to worry. We really don't need to worry because at the end of the day, we're gonna be able to fall right into our uh, loving father's arms and And he's got us i think it's important for people to know Mm -hmm. you haven't had the easiest life ever like you're not saying this from a place of oh you don't need to worry everything will work out perfectly (laughs) but you're saying it because you've been able to even in the hardships you've faced you've been able to rest and find god and find that joy yeah it's the hard places where he meets us yeah with his mercy Mm -hmm. and his rest and his perfect love So let's pray as we normally do. And I want to invite, if you guys want to add something to the prayer as well, start it off and we'll we'll go. But first of all, Father, I thank you that you know our hearts and the condition of our hearts way better than we do. And you love us. You love our hearts. You want our hearts to be filled with your love, the capacity of our hearts to receive your love, to be so huge so that we can live in love, know the peace and rest that come from love, and then are able to pour out that love to everybody around us. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did, not only in what you showed us and how you lived, but then you showed us what it means to truly surrender and to give up control. And you were perfect in every way, Jesus, and we still struggle but we know that you have shown us what's possible. And so I pray for hope today, that you will give us hope, that you will speak your hope into those areas of our lives where we may be struggling today. We thank you, Jesus, that through you and your perfect love, and what you did for us on the cross, mm. freedom is possible. Mm. Mm. Not just possible, but it's the reality you've chosen for us. Yeah. 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 God, I I thank you that you are so beautiful and mm. so good, that you are worthy of all of our praise. Mm. And I ask that you show yourself so beautifully to everyone listening to us. We want to know you fully. Mm -hmm. I just felt that you were showing me to know you is to love you. And when we, when we have that love, when we know who you are, then we can trust you. Mm -hmm. And if we can trust you, then we have this freedom from control Mm -hmm. and God We want that. We want to just be so surrendered, just as Jesus was. So we ask that you can work on our hearts and Mm -hmm. be with us in that process of getting to know you more deeply so that we can truly know your character so well that it becomes easier for us to just lay it all at your feet and trust you. Mm -hmm. While we're working on trusting and getting to know you more and more. I just thank you, God, that you are so gracious to us, Mm. that you love us 
and that you work with us. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, God. Yeah, I sense that there um, maybe somebody listening right now who is hearing this and hearing as we're praying and saying, well, that sounds a little bit too good to be true, mm. that my situation is so bad that how could God ever come and free me? Or maybe you're actually even angry at God because whatever has been going on hasn't been fixed or sorted out and you're tired and you're exhausted. Oh, our heart is with you. And we know we've walked it, we've seen it, we've experienced it. And we want to testify to you and speak love into your heart that just say, don't give up because you were loved and you're loved because he is love and because you have value and worth and he has not forgotten you. And we pray that God will, even this very day, even in the next five minutes, I don't know why I'm saying that, will show you how close and how real he is. Mm -hmm. And that you'll experience him loving you. And you'll know that quality of eternal life that's found in him. So we pray all that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, we made it through. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all don't know, we've had a lot of landscaping going on around here. <laughs> so we've been cutting in and out of this podcast. So hopefully this will this will come Peace together. together. Okay, yeah. Peace together. See, um, we can't control it. We can't <laughs> control it. It was a perfect lesson in exactly what we were talking about today. Uh, so I guess that's it for now. We'll be back soon. In the meantime, bless you all, and we'll um, we'll talk to you soon. To learn more about the ministry, go to loveinsideout.org. If you liked this episode, please consider donating at loveinsideout.org forward slash donate. Thank you so much for listening, and have a blessed week. Thank you.